0: What's good, everyone? Happy December. It's the first of the month. So get up, get up, wake up, because it's the first of the month. Fun fact, Bone Thugs and Harmony raised me. Welcome to Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze, where we will be reviewing all the latest Bravo TV shows that have aired this week. But we also have 420 Talk, other Bravo news, and some pop culture sprinkled in. If you're watching on YouTube, you may have noticed that we have Luann back because what do I want for Christmas? Just you. I don't know how that song goes, actually. In addition to YouTube, you can find Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are following, subscribing, leaving a five-star review for the podcast, liking and commenting on YouTube, and sharing with anyone you think may be interested in joining us. Don't forget, our social media handle is at Bravo and Blaze on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. On YouTube, our channel is at Jenny Blaze. And if you are looking for fun holiday gifts for your fellow Bravo-holics, go to bravoandblaze.com for all sorts of fun Bravo-inspired merch or purchase. We have the Grandfather MFR mugs and Boat Daddy hats. Go get them. We also have a new Patreon episode out this week, so make sure you go subscribe to hear more behind the scenes of BravoCon. Also, if you are someone who shops on Amazon, please refer to my Amazon storefront from the link in the show notes to see all the products I mention in my stories and on social media. As an Amazon affiliate, I earn commission off anything you purchase 24 hours after clicking my link. Your support is greatly appreciated. Also, I just love recommending products that I actually truly use and love. This sweater is from Amazon, actually. I'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested. (laughs) Also, as a disclaimer, I'd like to remind everyone that this show is for entertainment purposes only. This is by no means an avenue or vehicle for anyone to bully or attack anyone. We're simply here to connect, express our opinions, and maybe blaze a little bit. So for today's episode, we're going to go through all the latest Bravo shows that aired this week. We have Real Housewives of Potomac, Married to Medicine, Special Forces, that does not air on Bravo, that's on Fox, and you can also watch it on Hulu, but it's Bravo adjacent because of Tom Sandoval, and it's actually kind of like my favorite show right now. <laughs> but we also are going to go through Below Deck Med, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Winter House, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Miami, and Southern Charm. <clears throat> Bravo has a full lineup. Before we get into the weekly lineup, I wanted to briefly touch on some pop culture. I watched a documentary on the American Gladiators. It was on Netflix. And I love, love, loved it. I might have to do a separate YouTube video to review that. But I highly recommend it, especially if you were raised by pop culture in the 90s and want to know what was really going down behind the scenes go watch it. I love when media and businesses get exposed like that. Like I, we knew I was only like seven when that show started, but you could see from our point of view, the progression of how it went down and we fell in love with the gladiators. Nitro was my favorite. He was a happy like me, or he is a happy. And now he's a motivational speaker. And I want to go see one of his motivational speeches. (laughs) Anyways, okay. So go watch that. Outside of Bravo and pop culture, I also love true crime. I usually check out my streaming apps or turn on the ID channel when I'm taking a break from Bravo. Last Saturday morning, I woke up to a marathon of The Curious Case of Natalia Grace on the ID channel. And I am so disturbed. I might have to do a separate video on that, too, to review, because it's like that movie, The Orphan, which is a horror movie, but it's real life and worse. The real life story is worse than that movie. That movie was frightening, terrifying. And Natalia Grace is going to be speaking out for the first time on a special in January. My stomach feels weird just, like, thinking about it. So I'm going to move on. As far as Bravo news outside of the weekly lineup, we have some action going on in Orange County. Apparently, according to Bravo and Cocktails, I saw a picture of John Jansen and Jesus Juggs. If you guys don't know who that is, that's Alexis Bellino. They were spotted, and there were rumors that they've been dating and that Alexis may be coming back to O.C., because the contracts, I guess, are being signed. Taylor Armstrong is out, which I'm really bummed about. Like, I really enjoy her. She better come back to Bravo in some capacity. If it's... Put her on Ultimate Girls Trip again. I don't care. But Heather Dubrow, I guess, is sign-on. Uh, you can hear all that. I heard it from Zach Peters' podcast that I listened to right before <laughs> I started recording this one. But you can get all the information there. I'm not going to, like, repeat everything. But... I'm just, I can't imagine Shannon next season if John Jansen and Alexis Bellino are dating and Alexis Bellino is a housewife. But yeah, there actually wasn't that much going on outside of the weekly lineup, but the weekly lineup is jam-packed, so we're just going to get into it. So first up is Real Housewives of Potomac Season 8, Episode 4, In a Pickle. The episode description is, Karen invites all of the couples to a fun day of pickleball. But things get heated on and off the court. Candace comes face-to-face with Robin and Giselle. Everyone is surprised when a certain husband makes an appearance. And Inaka confronts Wendy with some shocking allegations. Okay, so... I hate how much Robin and Juan bother me, but they do, and I'm gonna just point out something that I noticed right away. It was like the opening scene; like they're, it's almost like they're forcing Robin and Juan on us a lot. And I didn't, I have, I don't usually listen to other content creators' podcasts, but I just happened to listen to Sex today because it was only like. 30 something minutes and I was doing my hair. I'm like, yeah, let me, let me consume right now. So, and um, Gibson Johnson was on and they were talking about how they thought it was, this season has been boring so far. And I haven't even really thought about it. I was just, I've been going through the motions and it is kind of boring. And I'm just so sick of Juan and Robin because Robin literally will make excuses for anything Juan does anything Giselle her friend is saying he was yelling at me and immediately Robin just shuts her down like he's he wasn't yelling at you he has a hearing problem like making excuses for this if Giselle felt like he was yelling I mean maybe Giselle's perception of yelling is not the same as Robin's which they can talk about if that's the case but she like wouldn't even get to that part she just shut it down and to me it smelled like Juan is maybe a narcissist and Robin is a flying monkey go back to my dr z interview she's an expert on uh narcissism or narcissism abuse and she, we briefly talk about flying monkeys, but they're basically enablers, and that's why the and nar- narcissists will surround themselves with people like that to continue their narcissistic behavior. It's gross. I don't know if the narcissist is worse or the flying monkey, but together it's just icky. <sighs> Anyways, it was pretty shocking that Wanted didn't show up. <laughs> That was one moment I was like, I wish Juan Dixon was not here right now. I mean, I guess it's good. He showed up. He's putting in the work, I guess. But even when Karen started talking, he just got up and walked away as soon as she mentioned Robin when Robin was she was trying to give praise to Robin and maybe it was in a shady way. But still the way that Juan responded and just so rudely got up and walked away was, I don't know. It didn't feel good watching. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking it the wrong way. Cause I'm just annoyed with them, but I thought that was super rude, but I do want to know how Karen Huger is killing it in her confessionals. The way she's making fun of Robin, I mean, she did go kind of low and she's like talking about her outfit and she goes, vagina on display. Don't nobody want it. Not even one. She's like, can you take that out? <laughs> oh, Karen, Karen. And then while... So I'm assuming everyone watched it already. During this fight between Wendy and Aneka. <laughs> I was dying when Karen just out of nowhere goes up to Giselle and goes, this is all your fault. (laughs) And Giselle is kind of funny too, for the way she just literally like, she, she just shrugged it off. It didn't even affect her. (laughs) Those two together, we really need that dynamic, I think in Potomac for sure. But Anika said, your mom is a witch to Wendy. It was pretty heated. I felt so uncomfortable watching that. And then the way that Wendy, like, I, I need to know from Wendy, did she already plan to talk to Mia before this fight with Anika? Or did she really just on the spot was like, I'm going to talk. I'm going to pull Wendy or Mia aside. Like, I didn't understand that whole thing. I really need to know more. But I'm going to move on to Married to Medicine, Season 10, Episode 4, Revenge of the Bride. The episode description is Dr. Heavenly and Dr. Jackie interrogate Phaedra's motives for inviting Quad to Sweet Tea's party. Dr. Simone and Cecil disagree on how to push Miles when it comes to his education. Dr. G and Sweet Tea are ready to say their I do's. But after some truths are revealed, will everyone be invited to their special day? So I just need to, I know I say this a lot, but Heavenly is so so funny. The way, like, just how she it's not even like a in a stand up comedy kind of way, literally, just the way she is is hilarious. The way she reacts to things, <laughs> like in Phaedra's house. I don't know if early American and French conventional are actual types of home decor, but I'm dying to know now. Cause that's what she was saying about Phaedra's home. She's like, Oh, Oh, this is interesting. Is this early American? You couldn't tell if she was th- throwing shade or if she was being genuine. And I think that's like the talent <laughs> that's, that's what my mother would call ghee. That is Dr. Heavenly's gi of being able to be funny while kind of being genuine, I think. I don't know. It's like a gray area. You don't, you can't tell if she's purposely doing it or if she's genuinely just hilarious. Love her. Um, so I like. I'm kind of shocked that we're only on episode four and we're seeing the wedding already between Sweetie and Dr. G. I was thinking like, we're not going to see this wedding till the end of the season, but no, they're like, this is happening. So we're at this wedding and I think it's hilarious that Sweet Tea took Heavenly off of the list, but didn't tell Heavenly or any of the other guests <laughs> So, Heavenly standing there like, what do you mean I'm not on the list? So, I was dying that Sweetie did that. But then we see Heavenly still walk in. And I guess on Watch What Happens Live, she was like, they let us in. I don't know. So, maybe it was like for the cameras. I don't know what, what that was all about. But, oh, my gosh. This show is so good. The opening scene, too. I don't even know this one girl's name. But she gave a recap of Sweet Tea's bachelor party. She like jumped up on the table and was like showing how crazy Sweet Tea was, and it was so accurate and so good. Like, who is that woman? Get her her own show. She's hilarious. All right, let's move on. So I'm gonna talk talk about Special Forces, but first I need to give a Scandal and Vanderpump Rules update that you know it's outside of the TV shows that we watch. So I guess Dave Port- Portnoy, I don't even know who this guy is. I guess he's like one of the Barstool guys. I don't know much about Barstool or any of them. But um Bernie Zilio sent a DM it looks like an Instagram to Dave Portnoy whose um handle is stool presidente. Um Already sounds douchey, but it from Bernie. It says page six request for comment. Dave Portnoy. Hi Dave, can you confirm or deny that you saw Rachel quote request Raquel 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 Levis while you were both in Cary, Illinois, on October twenty seventh? What is the nature of your relationship? Thank you, Bernie Zilio. Dave Portnoy screen captures that DM or whatever and says, my official statement, I can confirm I've never met that trash bag in my life and it's wildly insulting to even be mentioned in the same sentence as her. I was eating pizza at Uncle Jerry's though, which was spectacular by the way, and got an 8.3. Okay. I didn't know, I didn't even know that rating pizzas was a thing that he did, so I was like, what does that part mean? (laughs) it was a cryptic message but I guess that's like his claim to fame is rating pizza I don't know I really don't know this guy so for one I was disgusted (laughs) I don't care if you really truly in your heart of hearts feel that somebody's a trash bag you don't go on social media and do that that is just distasteful tacky gross. I don't like it, especially like a male to a female. It's just gross all around. So yeah. Yuck. But in other Rachel Raquel news, she announced her new podcast, Rachel Goes Rogue, and apparently it's being produced by Bethany's production team. So this should be interesting. It's I guess is going to premiere in January and people are speculating that it's probably, I think was it Morgan P. I heard someone say, mark my words. He's going to drop it the same day as the Vanderpump Rules season 11 premiere and, or I bet she'll do it like the day after or something. But if she does do that, I can't picture her like getting on a mic and being prepared to, to speak on the episode the next day. Like, I feel like we've been waiting a long time. So this must, they must have been working on this, right? This isn't going to be like a real time type of podcast. I don't know. You guys let me know what you think. But I do know that when I listened to the trailer, I didn't listen to the whole thing because I was just a little disturbed by like the way she talks. It felt very... AI-like, like like a robot. But I'm also going to probably skip that podcast. I don't, I haven't really been listening to that many podcasts anyways, but I'll probably read the recaps from Vannerpod Recaps, who's on Instagram. And I think she might be on Reddit too, but she does a good job of recapping all the, you know, the very important podcasts that we need to know about. So Go check that out. But also, I just, I feel bad for her because I feel like she sets herself up to be in a vulnerable position for people to just emotionally destroy her. Not just her, Bethany as well. They they actually put an effort to position themselves to be attacked and like I don't I don't want to subscribe and engage in that so the only way to do that is to just like ignore it as much as possible but it's like how do you ignore this like oh my god it's insufferable insufferable is the best way to describe what's going on over there but let me move on to special forces season two episode eight the show or episode title is capture and the episode description on Hulu is only the strongest survived. So this is the season finale. Last episode, we're down to five people. We got Tom Sandoval, Jojo Siwa, Erin. I'm sorry, I don't know her last name. She's a, a Olympia, or Olympic speed skating champion. Uh, Nick Vile and Tyler Cameron who was on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I don't know. I didn't know who he was until this show. And at first I was like, this guy's just like a good looking guy who's probably a douchebag. But I actually, I think I like him now. I think he might be a good guy. But anyways, this is the last challenge and they have to survive after being captured. And through this Once they're captured, they have to be interrogated. They are in very harsh conditions. They're left outside in the cold for hours while also listening to audio of like babies screaming and crying, people screaming and crying, like just the worst awful sounds just for hours. Just to break them down mentally, which by the way, side note, I wonder if like I wonder if Bethany is salivating over this show because this show f- feels like it would qualify for the reality reckoning. <laughs> just throwing that out there. But uh, they are supposed to pretend that obviously as they're training for special forces, they're not supposed to just go and be like, We're with special forces. They have this cover story that they had to like memorize ahead of time. They were told they need to say they're looking for rare birds and trying to get like pictures of them or something. And meanwhile, they don't even have cameras with them. (laughs) It's just, oh my gosh. But anyway, so at one point, Tom Sandoval puts on his gloves and they go up to him and they have bags on their heads too. That, That part like freaks me out. I would probably lose it just from that. But he puts on his gloves and they're like, why did you put on your gloves? And he was like, because my hands were cold. (laughs) It just reminded me of Happy Gilmore where Ben Siller is the, like, the employee at the nursing home where Adam Sandler's grandmother is staying. And she goes, my fingers hurt. He's like, oh, your fingers hurt. Well, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. <laughs> it just felt very, not uh, those are the vibes I was getting. So they're all, you can see them all just sitting there in the cold. They're freezing. I think Tom Sandoval had to hold onto a fence. And like, you could see his hands starting to shake. And they're like, oh, we might have to do a medical check on this guy if he gets hypothermia, then he's going to be disqualified. So he, they go and do a medical check on him. He doesn't have hypothermia. So they decide to put him through to interrogation immediately after that, I guess. Like, I guess there's no point in sending him back to that, you know, holding onto a cage with these awful sounds in his ears. And you would think, you would think that if you were checked out and you are fine, that you would be like, okay, I guess I need to step it up here. I don't know. (laughs) But the thing that, and the Special Forces team, they're all watching this go down and they're commenting as this is happening, as Tom Sandoval is getting interrogated. They're like, stripped down and so he's like taking off his clothes and he's just like I don't know for me if somebody's yelling at me to like strip down I'd be like okay Tom was like like I don't know felt very teenager like like it reminded me of my teenager just like so defiant like rolling eyes kind of thing you know and the staff even called it out, you know, as they're watching behind the scenes, they're like, oh, now you're okay? Like just five minutes ago, you were acting like you had hypothermia. They even called it out. They're like, was he acting? Which made me laugh because I'm like, Tom Sandvall can't act. <laughs> but that goes back to my theory of him. Like he doesn't have his own character. He cable guide Jim Carrey in, in the cable guy. Yeah, it's like an Inception thing. It's weird. So with Tom Sandoval's interrogation, because he was being so defiant and just not being very personable at all, they deemed him to not have any empathy. He didn't know how to have empathy, which reminded me of Erica Jean. And they basically, they kicked him out because of that. Which made me think if this was a real hostage interrogation situation. I think what they're saying is like, he would have been dead. Like they would have just shot him and moved on. I mean, that's crazy. All because he he, he couldn't show empathy. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe they don't kill him, but maybe I don't go. I don't know. Um, this show is so nuts though. I literally, it gives me so much anxiety to watch it and respect to Tom Sandoval for going through that, but he didn't make it to the end because of that one thing, because of lacking empathy. He went through all the physical stuff. He went through all of that torture. He cried while on the toilet talking to the most winningest Olympian. Like he was mid turd talking to the most will winningest Olympian and crying. So I don't know. I think, I think I feel like I have closure now. <laughs> I think, I don't know. We'll see. But let's move on below deck med season eight episode 10 dirty laundry the episode description is a new crew member arrives but may lack some necessary skills captain sandy gives it gives it her all trying to persuade a deckhand to stay on the boat in scenic portofino the deckhands face their most challenging docking yet interior woes continue when a stew thinks the chief is out to get them I have no interest in talking about this show because it's so boring, but I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news is Luca and I are over. I'm so over him. We're through. The good news, that wink at BravoCon did not get me pregnant. Okay, moving on. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, season four, episode 12, I see apologies. Before I go into the episode description, I just wanted to let you guys know that there were some DMs leaked this week between Monica and the person who does her lip injections from Beauty Lab. And the reason why I mentioned that is because apparently there's a lawsuit between Heather and Monica right now because Monica didn't pay for her services at Beauty Lab. And Monica is saying that she didn't, it was like botched or whatever. But now we're getting DMs saying she was like, I love them, whatever. I did see some comments where they were where they were like, that doesn't mean anything. I've had things done where, you know, right away I thought I liked it and then later on it was awful or something. So I don't know if this bears any weight in this lawsuit, but this show scares me. I know what is going down and I cannot say, and I just, I'm scared. That's all I'll say. So the episode description is the ladies are unsure about how they feel about going on a trip with Monica for her birthday. As Monica turns to Mary for advice, a lunch between Lisa and Meredith leaves their friendship on shaky ground. When Whitney loses a close friend, she looks to the ladies for support, but finds one of them isn't as empathetic as she expects. Um, Right out the gate, one thing that's been bothering me, I need to know from Angie, maybe I'll just ask her. (laughs) I need to know if she has like childhood trauma from being not invited to something because she is triggered so hard whenever she's excluded. And I need to know why. And she has one child, so maybe, like, I don't, she has brothers and sisters, right? So she, it's not like an only child syndrome type of thing. I wonder what that stems from, but whatever, just so I know. Uh, love Lisa Barlow for giving out 420 gifts. Holla at you, girl. Boop, boop, Lisa Barlow. Bravo, blazing Barlow. Also, why does Heather Gay want a man wearing a ski mask? What the hell is that? And in the scenes for the next episode, or I don't know if it's like the mid-season trailer, when he tells Heather to shut the fuck up. Okay, Winter House. Winter House season three, episode six, say my name, say my name. Say my name, say my name. I don't know why I'm singing so much today, but episode description. As the Wild West party wraps up, Danielle, Danielle is saddled with frustration. Before heading back to Los Angeles for the Vanderpump Rules reunion, Tom pushes Katie to her breaking point. Oh my gosh. Things heat up all over the house as streaks are broken. Things heat up all over the house as streaks are broken? I don't know what that means, but I want to give a shout out to Jason Cameron for being the MVP of this episode for asking about Tom Sandoval. Even though Tom Schwartz didn't say much, it just made me giggle. (laughs) It kind of like brought me back to that time. And I was like, oh, my God. (gasps) Oh, Dying that Amanda said Giselle thinks she's gross because she she didn't wear any shoes in the bathroom at BravoCon in 2022 last year. And I don't know if I said this on my podcast. I didn't want to. Out this person, but I definitely witnessed I guess like, I don't know where everyone else stands. I personally am on the side of like that's really gross. but I'm also not gonna shame people for doing it. but I did see Emily Simpson she <laughs> shoes last year. And but I feel bad for them too, because there was a lot of like I don't think people realized how much walking was involved. And then, for them, they're, like, in full glam. I was like, I got to wear flat shoes. I can't do this. So, anyways. Um, Danielle is scaring me. At one point, she was holding a knife. She even, like, recognized it the next day. I was like, at one point, I was holding a knife. Girl. <laughs> uh, hello. Hello. It's me. But for me, obviously, the thing that I'm loving about Winter House is Schwartz getting ready to go to the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Um, we also see him and Katie attempting to hook up in the bathroom, but I guess they didn't. Or whatever, they hooked up. I don't know if they, there was penetration, but enough. I just, it. Makes me more angry about Schwartz at the reunion threatening a cease and desist towards Katie Maloney, his wife, on behalf of Joe, while he's hooking up with Katie Floody at Winter House. And then, thank God, I didn't know this before this week's episode, but Schwartz is coming back after the reunion. so. He better bring it on whatever episode that is at the end of Winter House because he hasn't been giving us enough Scannaball in before the reunion. So we better get more Scannaball in the second half is all I'm saying. This is like halftime for him. Okay, let's move on. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 13, episode six, rings around the rumor. The episode description is Kyle seeks insight into Sutton's confusing behavior. Dorit pours out a strong opinion of her own. Erica presses forward with reviving her public image. Garcelle is stunned when her son makes an admission about her divorce. After leaving her mark on country singer Morgan Wade, Kyle is confronted by Sutton about the state of her marriage. Okay. I can't bravo and blaze without addressing this huge, huge, huge issue that I have with Housewives, Bravo, and weed in general. I don't love when weed is compared to alcohol. Yes, you can consume recreationally and feel like you're not in control, but that is not the only thing that cannabis is used for. There are a lot of people who use it medicinally who don't get out of control and it actually helps them to function better. Can we stop doing this? I really need the next housewife or Bravo Lev to talk about whoever is talking about cannabis next, please don't make it all about being recreational because there's actual people out there who use it as medicine. On another note, I didn't know that Morgan Wade is only 28 years old. I thought she was older. (laughs) I don't know if that's mean or not, but it makes me look at this whole relationship way differently. And especially after seeing their first scene together, I'm like kind of creeped out by Kyle. I don't know if, if, Morgan is the one who's pursuing things here and it's making, I don't know, it's just kind of odd. So I'll, this is actually an interesting season for me. I don't usually like Beverly Hills. So this is kind of interesting for me. Well, also we had Real Housewives of Miami season six, episode five, A Night at the Opera. The episode description is Adriana receives a therapy treatment and has an emotional out of body experience. Gertie discovers that Larsa betrayed her trust. Julia hosts an F cancer party in honor of Martina's recovery, but Lisa is held up by the police. So I really want to give a shout out to Adriana because this is exactly what I'm looking for, but with cannabis. I love that she's talking about ketamine. I would love to see a housewife or a Bravo Leb talk about psilocybin or magic mushrooms, I want them to talk about the medicinal benefits of these types of treatments. I don't know, but I think it's wild that ketamine is something that can be used to treat depression. Um I've had multiple people message me since this episode and since I started, you know, posting about it in my stories saying I did a treatment, I highly recommend it. It's made me feel so much better and I personally want to do it myself. So let's manifest that. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna move on to Southern Charm season nine, episode 11, Jamaica me crazy. Episode description. Craig decides that the perfect way for Paige to get to know his friends is a group getaway to Jamaica, like less than a week in advance. Notice, by the way. As they touch down in paradise, Olivia questions where she stands with Austin. Shep keeps his distance from Taylor. Does he? I just, okay. <laughs> I want to just give an honorable mention to JT because he was on Watch What Happens Live last night with Vanita, who also should have her own honorable mention as well, because I'm really liking her progression on the show since she first started to now. I feel like she's slowly like warming up. It's taken a little bit longer, but I am feeling main character energy from Vanita now. With JT, he's so brand new and he's got so much energy and I think he's ready to take this on. And I think the more that we root for him, the more confident he will feel taking down Shep and Austin (laughs) and Craig if we need him to. Craig, I feel like I don't have any issue with Craig anymore. I feel like he's calmed down a lot. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just still bitter that he blocked me without me even like really talking about him. So <laughs> I'm going to let that go and really try to get back on the train of loving Craig because I used to love Craig. I really did. But then he, I don't know, you know, he gets crazy sometimes. That one reunion with Madison and her Beetlejuice dress, like I will never ever forget that. I <laughs> that. Like, moving his head so much, his hair was crazy. Even Madison was like, I can't even argue with you. Go fix your hair. I love her. Well, what else? Um, Shep makes me so angry. I, I thought I couldn't dislike him more after BravoCon last year, but he... Continues to surprise me, I guess, in making me dislike him more. I really wish Shep would just go to therapy. But I don't think he wants to be better. I think he likes who he is. But also knows that it's bad. But like, I don't know. I don't know. JT hit it on the spot last night. He was like, because Andy was asking him questions about Shep, like name one thing I like about Shep or whatever. And then um, he said, what's one redeeming thing about Shep? And he goes, you know what? He hates Trump and I do as well. And, you know, everyone started clapping. And that is that is one time where I was like, I think I do like Shep when he was going hard. I told you guys hate usual hate brings people together. It's so weird. Like, kind of good? I don't know. Is that a bad thing? Anyways, I do want to just mention that Southern Hospitality Season 2 premiere starts next week. So you better catch up if you're not already. I have a feeling we're going to be getting into this one a lot. Season 1 was good. And Season 1 was nominated for a Glad Award as well as Family Karma, which still hasn't been renewed for another season. And I don't know what's going on with that because that's injustice right there. But that's everything for today. Don't forget to sign up for Patreon or subscribe on Instagram to get access to bonus content. Make sure to check out merch on bravoandblaze.com. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, comment, and leave a five-star rating for Bravo and Blaze. Have a beautiful week, y'all, and stay lit!